With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. and I are now joined by two of the men behind the Eddie uh, Eddie Sutton documentary film. We're joined by Christopher Hunt, the d- producer and director, and David Tester. He is the executive producer and director of photography. Uh, Christopher, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, guys. How are you doing? Oh, we're hanging in there, man. A lot going on, obviously. Crazy times, but we really do appreciate you guys coming on. Yeah, glad to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, this is uh this is fun. Um I I think at this point every Oklahoma State fan is I mean they should be, but are aware of the documentary you guys are working on. And and I want to dive into it a little bit here in a minute, but I, I think we should start with I mean really the, the biggest reason we wanted to bring you guys on here was the big news this past weekend. Uh, Eddie Sutton uh, Eddie Sutton finally getting into the Hall of Fame. I mean it it took longer than it should have. Uh yeah. but I mean when you Consider the the class that he's joining with. That, that might be a small consolation as to why he had to wait so long. Um, just from you guys' perspective, like how big was that news for you guys as people who have spent as much time with him and, and been around him as much as you have been able to this these past couple of years? It was obviously uh, quite the emotional moment uh, for everybody on our production team uh, to be able to you know, share in that joy a little bit as much as we could, considering we were all quarantined uh, with the family and with with uh, Steve and Sean and Scott and and everybody involved. It was it was awesome to be able to just be a part of that and to also you know as the news is kind of leaking out, be a part of it on social media and be be able to engage with some of the fans. You know, um, it was it was overwhelming frankly uh and just emotionally somewhat draining those 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 first couple of hours after that announcement was that was insane uh and and it was so but it felt great you know and i know everyone around eddie and everyone that has been involved with this project and and then and then on the basketball side of things everything everyone that's been involved with eddie's career was it was just a it was just a magnificent celebration yeah, I think um, for me, it was just kind of almost a relief at the end of the day. It was like, finally, we kind of know the end to the story. And we were really expecting last year for him to get in. Like, it was kind of shocking whenever he didn't get in last year. We were there filming uh, when the family got the phone call. And um, we're all kind of shocked that he didn't get in last year. So this year, you know, you're like, really nothing's changed. Like, I don't know what the difference is. It's a huge class. And and so you're kind of back and forth. Like, I don't know if he's getting in and you just, you're just so tired of guessing and trying to predict the future. And so just to have it 
where we know he's in. Um, he was able to enjoy it. I've, I've talked with people who were, you know, there with him when he got the call and he understood it and he knew it. And, and that's just at the end of the day, you know, you just, that's what you want. You want him to be able to enjoy it. Now I will say it is a little bit bittersweet just given his, um, current health situation that, you know, he's not able to go and give this speech and celebrate with friends and family. Like, like really he deserves, um, but he still is a, a Hall of Famer, and we, we've known that from the beginning. So it's great that he's finally got his recognition. Totally. Yeah. So yeah. I, oh. Well, it, it's you know it's one of those things. I think we all have become a little bit bit cynical as as he was announced as a finalist for the seventh time, and we're all just. I think most fans are like, you know, it's it's time to do it, but we keep we keep talking about it and talking about it. And, and, and you see the wave of social media push uh, of people trying to be like, put Eddie in, put Eddie in and it not happening. And I think there's a little bit of, of cynicism, especially after last year, because it really felt like last year was the year it was going to happen. I, I'm with you guys. It felt like last year was the year it was finally going to break and he was going to get in. And then it didn't happen. And this year it felt like there was a certain amount of like, we're just, we're so sick of this. Just, just, just make it happen. And then when the news finally comes out that he is, yeah. um, I, I mean, my, I mean, obviously I follow a lot of Oklahoma state people and have a lot of people on my, on my Twitter timeline, but my, my whole timeline and not just from Oklahoma state, I mean, yeah, from, from college sports, college basketball was just overwhelmingly Eddie Sutton. I mean, across the board to see the messages that we, that we saw from coaches of other big 12 schools, current and, and past, um, and to see people who just cover college basketball in general and the things they had to say and their and sharing their memories and just the the outpour of positivity around that news was especially with everything that's going on i think was a really nice thing to be able to be a part of for for a couple of days and and really just something to put a smile on everyone's faces at a time where we all just you know we all kind of need anything to distract us and and provide a little bit of joy in our lives right now yeah totally no, no doubt. Oh. Yeah, I, uh, my family and I, uh, we've actually we've known the Suttons for many years so since like 2008, and I've had the chance to talk with Coach Sutton when I was a lot younger, and you know, been able to interact with the family for for so many years, and they've been so good to our family, and so for them to finally get the call uh, that they did on Saturday, it. I had a smile on my face as big as the first time I shook hands with Coach Sutton. So this was this was very awesome for me as well. Like it, I'm I'm so happy about this and to be able to talk to you guys that uh, have interacted with them for for you know over these last couple of years working on the documentary. Uh, when was the was kind of the origin of wanting to do something like this? When did the ideas kind of first pop into your guys' head? Well, that started about four years ago. Uh, Eddie had been declined um, or denied the Hall of Fame, I, I think maybe at that point four times. And that got that got us uh, pretty riled up. And so uh, Dave and I had actually worked together on, a, on several projects, um, some short documentaries, non-sports related, but some short films that had won some awards. And uh, we were both kind of in that mode of trying to find something that we felt was a national story and something that would appeal to a national audience. And so uh, we both discussed the idea about doing a film on Eddie. We thought we were uniquely qualified to tell his story. I'd grown up, you know, going going to games since I was, uh, you know, a, a kid and had, had followed followed Oklahoma State very, very closely. Dave had done the same thing. And so we kind of had a front row seat to, to, to Eddie and his career at Oklahoma State. And we both knew that there were some things 
in his past that would make for potentially some really compelling film. And there was more to the story than just, uh, you know, the wins and losses. We knew that it had a chance to be much more than just a basketball story. And so that kind of got us off our, uh, off the couch a little bit. And, you know, then we went and, 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 (laughs) <laughs> we knew I might be able to open a few doors for us to get in front of coach and his family and, and, you know, Sean and Steve and all those guys, uh, Scott, uh, to be able to present the idea, present the project to coach. And I think, you know, Dave can talk about this, but I think timing was just right. You know, uh, I think that there had been enough time passed where they were willing to open up with us and talk with us a little bit. And I think that, that played in our favor. And then we were kind of off to the races from then from then and you know it's been a bit of a roller coaster for about the past three and a half years yeah the the timing was perfect i think for us um enough time had elapsed where they weren't in the national spotlight like they had been when he was coaching still and and sean going through what he went through and so the family had always been very private family um and had always kind of operated that way. Um, and now with, with the fact that Patsy had passed away already and Eddie was getting older in his age, I think people, they were just kind of ready to talk and they were ready to share the story. And they knew that, um, it was a great story to tell. And so we had a lot of concerns going into it. Like how, how okay would they be with us telling, um, some of the parts that weren't so glamorous because that that's really what attracted me to a big part of the film was, you know, we're going to be talking about someone who's dealt with addiction and alcoholism and has, um, had some even collegiate scandals and, and, you know, kind of going through all that stuff was really important um, to appeal to that national audience that it wasn't just a sports film, that it was a, a human story, something that someone who didn't care anything at all about OSU or sports or college basketball would still want to watch. And so kind of going into that, thinking that we knew where, where we wanted to go in terms of at least the, the style and, and the content. And we were just kind of, I was, I know we were a little bit nervous. We had a few conversations about, I wonder how willing and open they're going to be to it. And, um, you know, especially Sean and his story. And, and it's just one of those things you just got to develop trust with people, you know, yeah. any, any project you do, especially documentaries, you just have to develop that relationship and that trust. And, and it, it was able to be developed with them and they were eventually ready to, to let us tell that story. Totally. So I, I having seen the trailer, um, you guys have had quite a few people you've been able to get involved in the documentary and on camera to talk about, about Eddie Sutton. Um, who would be the, the one or two guys that you were either, most excited to get to interview or most surprised that you were able to get to be a part of this? So, yeah, we were able to interview around 30 different people for this film. Um, felt like that's what it was going to take to tell the story and tell it, tell it properly. You know, I mean, cause we're, this movie covers about 40 years of uh, life and career. So, you know, obviously getting to sit with the former president of the United States was 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 amazing um, that, you know, uh, former President Clinton was a law professor at the University of Arkansas while Eddie was coached there 
And they, uh, Eddie and, and President Clinton, or at the time, uh, Professor Clinton, uh, became friends and remain friends to this day. So to be able to get him to sit down with our crew and our and our team uh, was quite the accomplishment. And I know everybody there uh, was inspired by it. It was it was a really fun day, uh, a fun event. That was really great. Um, sitting down with a guy like Dick, Dick Vitale, who, if you follow college sports, you've heard of Dick Vitale, Hall of Fame broadcaster, who's really changed the lens, landscape of college basketball and, and, has, and, and has been a pioneer. Um, that was really neat, going to his house to interview him. I thought that was amazing. Um, another one that I, I'll, I'll mention that I thought was really, was really cool and hasn't been talked about too much, I don't think, in our other interviews that we've done, was uh, Bill Self at the University of Kansas. I mean, he opened up his doors for us. Uh, Dave and I and, and the rest of the crew went in there to, to film his interview inside a empty Allen Field house, and we got a personal tour of, of his of the of the Jayhawk uh, uh, Hall of Fame, if you will. That's in that's in Allen Field house. Uh, Bill walked us around. Uh, that was that was um, that was amazing, man. Um, he he couldn't ask for a nicer guy uh, it, as far as you know help helping us with this project. He he really uh, loved Coach, and they had a great relationship. And so that was a lot of fun. I mean, get, getting to do some things that I know that uh, had I done whenever I was ten years old would have just blown my mind, you know. And uh, <laughs> we had a couple of those experiences along the way, and. It, it was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think just to piggyback on that, it was talking with the people, meeting the people was amazing. But a lot of times it was the environments that we were in because, like you said, we're interviewing Bill Self right there, right now in Fieldhouse. And we interviewed Jerry Jones like in AT&T stadiums, like right up just a little bit up, uh, up in the stands, like just right there. And <laughs> we interview Dick Vitale. We actually went to his house in Sarasota, Florida. So it's like, dude, I've been to Dick Vitale's house. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. President Clinton, we interviewed him in Midtown Manhattan and like the Secret Service were there. And like, it was just kind of, it was all these little experiences, you know, and I don't know if you guys have had this, but with, with filmmaking, it's like, having a camera can get you into some places that you really would never be in or have no business being in without it. And, <laughs> and we really got to see that unfold throughout this journey as, as we got to go and meet people and get into places that uh, were pretty special. Yeah. The access that we were able to get, I mean, is a huge credit to our production team, uh, the producers on the, on the, on the show, Dave, and uh, Wendy Garrett, who's based out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. I mean, those those two in particular. Um, I'm not just saying that because Dave's on with us right now, but like seriously, the, that that's what uh, that's that the the amount of effort and work to get those interviews booked and scheduled. Uh, as you guys know, I mean, it, it takes a lot of work, uh, and so we were very fortunate to gain the access that we did, and I totally think that that access. Uh, is is was key into making this film what we wanted it to be and set out for it to be. So I'm I'm really really proud of that for sure. When you were able to interview players from his time at Kentucky, his time at Arkansas, and his time at Oklahoma State, how similar and how different were some of those stories? Because that you know that spans from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and the 2000s. How how similar and how different were some of those interactions that they you know, had? You know, I felt like they were very similar. 
And that gave me a lot of anxiety. I'll be honest. I was wanting them to be very different. So we had, you know, more to choose from. But the message was pretty consistent between his former players. I mean, just I don't think what Eddie expected out of his players necessarily really changed over time from from the from the 1970s to the mid 2000s, you know? Now, I think he adapted extraordinarily well to different um, types of players and to attitudes that different generations might have. I think he adapted his coaching style to that some, but the, the foundational things that he preached and preached so well, I don't think really ever changed. It was hilarious to be able to listen to like Roger Harden and Rex Chapman at UK talk about taking a charge and we would get the exact same stories from uh, Doug Gottlieb and Desmond Mason at Oklahoma state. I mean, that was, it was, it was uncanny kind of how similar things were. Now, obviously the experience that some of the guys at Kentucky had uh, towards the end was a little different than, than uh, I think what a lot of the Oklahoma state guys had, or maybe the Arkansas guys had, but um but yeah, it would it would kind of blow you away. It was very similar. Uh, his his approach, I, I thought that was pretty fascinating. I think the only the only time you heard that he was really different was uh, Kentucky. Whenever he was really drinking a lot, um, that was the only time he, you actually heard a few players talk about knowing knowing he was. And but that was really only for like a season that I think we really got a lot of that. And then after the plane crash at Oklahoma State, um, most of most people would say that he just he was just different, you know, and and they kind of made it sound like maybe he was a little bit not not like he wasn't as hard on people like he used to be. But I think he just kind of, you know, going through that horrible, horrible tragedy really obviously impacted him and um I think more loving is kind of the word that we got, you know, he'd make sure to hug you more often or, or, or you tell you he loved you more often. Um, but besides that, yeah, the, 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 it's, it's funny. I think what was really fun was like every single player across all the different schools all had their own Eddie Sutton impersonations, <laughs> their, like their own voice, you know, <laughs> and some of that is in the film, which is pretty fun. <laughs> So obviously, you guys are still in in post production. I would assume. Um, oh, we're done. Okay, well, we're Finished, done. Man. Okay, so let me ask this then. Um, with the news this past weekend, does that does that change anything in the film? Did you guys need to ha- have to go back and and make any adjustments, or you just it's in the can? We're done. We're gonna leave it as is and and just move forward with that. So that's a great question, and it's one that was talked about talked about extensively before the announcement. Uh, Obviously, it was on our minds, and we knew that there was a 50-50 chance that things could change. So I thought our team was really well prepared for the news of him actually getting into the Hall of Fame. And so after the announcement and all of the kind of uh, um, (laughs) celebration and just Twitter going nuts and social media going nuts, um, all the buzz around the the film – you know, our team was able to kind of um, address those obligations that we had immediately after the announcement as far as just talking with people and, and doing that kind of stuff. And then our team just kind of huddled real quick, uh, got together. Um, we knew kind of what plan we wanted to implement. 
And so, you know, I, I have my studio here, probably like everybody else, have my studio here at my house now and just started editing um, immediately, uh, put, put together the edit that we had kind of talked about. Um, sent it to uh, Dave and his team, uh, the other producers, and uh, we kind of came to a group group agreement that that was how we wanted to handle it. Um, and it was in the can by about 3 a.m. Saturday morning. So, uh, yeah, we got it done quickly. That's awesome. Yeah, the reason, you know, the main reason for that is because we are, we're trying to get this thing, like, out there ASAP. And I'm sure we'll talk more about that, but um, we we have like links that we've sent out to distributors, and so we wanted them to be watching like the cut, <laughs> you know, and not have to wait a week on us to mm-hmm. to do that. And so w- with the news that the news hitting there, you know, Eddie's elevated now to this national platform again, and and people have to talk about him and know who he is, and and so it, it's perfect timing for this film to be out there in the world and so um we had to do it like chris had to <laughs> make that happen asap <laughs> yeah. so i want to talk a little bit more about that in a minute but I, I do have one question though for you guys um and and chris as you mentioned you know you you known about eddie sutton osu fan for a long time how did how did doing this documentary talking with him and and talking with all these different people that know them so well how did that change your opinion or alter your view of Eddie Sutton? And, and what, what was your biggest takeaway uh, about him from this documentary? It's a great question. Uh, you know, my opinion of him uh, has grown uh, so much. I, I feel like I truly honestly man i did not i did not quite understand the level at which he um how important this guy was to the game of basketball all right i i knew that he was always considered a great coach and father of the game but you know until you start talking with people and start um start uh, really seeing the the film seeing seeing the footage seeing what he did and the impact that he had on so many people i i mean you could sit here and say it kind of like in historical terms but i think really putting the the human perspective to it the really seeing up close and personal the effect that he had on people was eye-opening frankly i have not heard um a lot of other former athletes speak about their coach in the way that these guys spoke about their coach. Um, that was eye opening. Uh, you know, and then there was also this part of me that, um, I felt like we weren't all that much different. You know, I thought that, um, it it became very apparent that this guy was a genius and a genius at what he did, but he also had the same issues that I deal with, or people in my family deal with, or that people across the country deal with as far as family dynamics, you know, addiction, um, just, you know, running your life and, and, and trying to get the most out of it. Another thing that kind of, as I'm talking about it, hits, hits me is I feel like, um, a lot of the, um, a lot of the things that he prided himself on, uh, as far as just, um, hard work and, um, you know, dedication to your craft and things like that 
are things that had a huge impact on me. Um, it was kind of nice to get coached up by his voice, you know, and um, just trying to implement those things in my life and my kid's life um, were very inspiring. And so that was something else that was just, you know, nice to hear uh, because that guy achieved greatness and it's, you know, you're foolish if you don't take lessons from people who have accomplished these sorts of things. And so, yeah, I, I just found him to be an inspiring character uh, and somebody who hopefully I'll be able to take a lot of the lessons um, and apply them to my life. Do you want me to go on that too? I don't know. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, I didn't know. Man. Go ahead. I, if you, you, want. Yeah. you don't need my opinion. It's, it's all good. But no, I'm just <laughs> um, I think like, you know, that saying never meet your heroes because they'll like disappoint you. Um, I think that was like not the case with this, <laughs> which was which was cool. It was really good because. I mean, I grew up just idolizing that guy, too, on the court. And um, even though you know, we did get to know things about him and mistakes that he had made that, you know, were not, you know, were, weren't great. It's just like what Chris said, it, it made him, it made him so much more human. And so in some ways you, you look at him like, wow, he's even, he's even more amazing hearing all these people say this great stuff about him. He's even more amazing than I realized at the same time. It's like, wow, I even feel, I feel like he's more human too. Like he, he's not up on this pedestal in terms of he's unattainable. He's just a normal person. And, um, I, I was, leaving the, the process kind of now on, on the back end of it it's um you just have i guess a deeper appreciation for him and, and just a, a deeper understanding of the whole story of really what he was going through and just like man yeah i probably would have made some of those same decisions had i been him <laughs> or or similar ones and so um yeah I, it was just it was just really interesting to hear so many people speak so highly of one person So we'll ask you a little bit of just the logistics of what we could see in the future. How is this going to be distributed? How can people uh, get out there and watch this? And then and we, we talked about wanting, you guys talked about wanting to get this out as soon as possible. Do you guys kind of have an, an ETA of when we could possibly Yeah, so we have, a, we have a team on the executive producer side. Uh, we've partnered with a local company called Takashi Entertainment and Chad and Andy um, have been I've been in the film business for a long time. Um, they, they've been selling films between investors in New York and LA and, and everywhere in between. And so being in Oklahoma um, is awesome. We have a lot of really talented people here, but one of the things that we haven't really had is, you know, those connections of, you know, you, you can't go over and just have a meeting with, with Netflix um, or, or go to a party and, and find some and meet a producer over at, you know, Lionsgate or something like that, like you can if you lived in New York or L.A. So having having those people here has just been um, very instrumental. And they, they joined in with us a, a couple years ago to help us as we were even still shooting the film and even acquiring investors. And so um, they have the film right now in front of major platforms like Netflix and Hulu and Apple and there'll be a few more that'll be added to that list either this week or next week. And so the idea is that um, one of one of these platforms would would license the film um, quickly and that we'll be able to answer that specific question uh, with ourselves very soon. And so I just want you guys to know and everybody else to know that we're we're 
literally working our butt, our butts off to get this film out there. Um, we wish it, we could, it could have came out, you know, a long time ago, but we had a strategy in the independent film world. Really what you do is you try to get into these big name festivals, film festivals, because people who buy films and license um, content will go there and they'll, that's how they pick what they're going to buy. And so all those festivals got canceled because of uh, COVID-19. And so then we had the, had a great plan um, from our guys over at Takashi. We we're gonna we we're gonna rent a theater in Atlanta during the Final Four, and we were gonna invite a bunch of media personalities, writers to come over and review the film, kind of a press screening, and hopefully write about, it, tweet about it, so we could generate that buzz um, that we had missed from our festivals. Well, that didn't happen, <laughs> and so um, <laughs> thankfully for us, though, because of enough of those efforts, someone at ESPN got word of the film. And uh, they watched it and wrote, wrote a great article about it last week. And, and then Eddie got into the Hall of Fame shortly after that. And so we've, we've gotten that buzz that we so desperately needed as an independent film. And um, we think now is definitely the time to, uh, to strike and get this thing out there. Yeah, the, I read that article. It was um, it was uh, Myron Medcalf who wrote about yes. it. He did a he did a nice uh, write up about it. I think re- reading it from from what he seemed to say, it was I feel I think it's always felt pretty good, especially after that trailer came out of that this was going to be a, a solid piece of work that you guys have done. Uh, reading that article and it just kind of made me feel even more so and and even more excited for it finally to to be available for us all to watch. So I I, I know like myself and Joel and, and everybody else are are very excited for for the first opportunity to sit down and and be able to to, to see it. Yeah, yeah, we're we're excited to share it. I hope that one day you know whenever we get to start you know being around each other again and Dave might cut me off on this, but I mean. I really hope that we can screen it, you know, uh, uh, some locations, even if it is on Netflix or whatever. I just think it'd be a good fun time for everyone to come together and get to celebrate um, not only the film, but Eddie and Sean and, and, and the whole Sutton clan. Um, that would be really, really cool um, to experience that. And hopefully that's something that we can do. Um, you never know. Uh that's definitely been uh, when we first set out to do this, we wanted to be able to do something like that. I hope that that's still in the cards. We'll see. Uh, I, I think it definitely will be. I mean, it, it's hard to plan any of that predicting of when that's going to happen now, but it's, it's something that we set up from the very beginning. Even when we started this a long time ago, we had a bunch of people on Indiegogo support the the initial start of this project. And, and we had put in there, you know, we're going to have these screenings and we still plan to do all that. It's just, we just can't do any of that until the film gets um, distributed. Um, and so we're, man, I, I appreciate everybody who's been so patient with us. We've had people who have been supporting us from the very beginning and people who have just heard about it and jumped on board. And it just means a lot to have people support us. It means a lot that you guys would care enough to have us on your show. Um, I mean, I'm serious when we say that we're, we're just Oklahoma filmmakers, man, we, you know, and, and we, we need people who like you guys who are interested and supported in it or else nothing that we do will, will go anywhere. And so, um, everybody who, who's been in, inquiring and everybody's been excited about it. It's just, it's really, really felt on our team and it's really appreciated it. And I can't say that with enough sincerity. Just thank you guys for your support. 
Absolutely, Christopher. This has been really fun for us to kind of get a little bit of a peek behind the curtain of, you know, what we have coming here down the, you know, down the pipeline. I'm really excited to watch it. Uh, I've seen the trailer and I know that good things are going to come out of this. And I hope that, you know, you give a little bit of a glimpse of who Coach Sutton was. And, you know, for those that have been able to be around him, you know, you, you know, it's just an even greater look. Uh, but thank you so much uh, for anybody that hasn't either followed your work either personally or they want to follow 1577 Productions and, you know, the final, you know, the final little bit here uh, before the film comes out. Where can they do that on social media? Well, well on social media, um, I mean, we have uh, go ahead and tell them about, the, I guess, the Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. We're fairly active on Twitter, um, especially lately. Uh, it's at Eddie Sutton Film. Uh, so that's been great. That, that was part of the fun on Friday for sure was seeing that all happen. I know you guys were a big part of that as well. That was, that was pretty exciting to see, uh, just the celebration that happened online. Uh, I know the family really appreciated that as well. Um, and then Dave's got our Facebook page going. We do have a Facebook page and then we have, so I think you just search Eddie Sutton film on Facebook. Eddie Sutton documentary film is what it's called on Facebook. And then we have uh, eddiesuttonfilm.com, which has uh, Dave and the rest of the producers do a great job of uh, updating that on information as far as where we're at in the process. They've actually been doing that kind of throughout the filming. Uh, and so, uh, and then you can also sign up for email updates there. And, and those, those email updates are super valuable for us and hopefully for the audience as well, as those, those people will be first notified as when this is going to happen. So, um, for public consumption. So I just, you know, I, I'd ask for everyone to give us a follow, um, and just keep, uh, you know, the support is amazing. Uh, and I can't do anything, but help us, uh, and get this film out to the world. I think now it's almost like we're all unified. It's not only us wanting this film to get out to the world. I think it's a lot of Oklahoma state fans (laughs) that want to see this thing out because we'd love to spread the spread the word about Eddie to uh, corners of the country that might otherwise not hear of him. Uh, and, and certainly generations of kids now that um, have, haven't heard of coach, but it's a heck of a sports story. And I think that this uh, film is, is highly entertaining and uh, yeah, I'm just ready, ready for it to hit the screen, man. That's where I'm at. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And hopefully once this thing is released, we'd love to have you guys back on and talk about the reception and, you know, keep getting the word out for you guys. You guys do fantastic work and we'd love to you know, support you guys, you guys as much yeah. as we can. Yeah. Philip, Joel, you guys do great work and just keep on uh, talking about the pokes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing, we're doing what we can. I know right it's a now, tough time. Sure. I feel bad for you guys and all the sports writers out there. Um, because, you know, the thing that we all enjoy so much has been sidelined, you know? Um, so, I, but, but we, like Dave said, you know, we, we really appreciate you guys having us on, uh, and look forward to talking with you more about this and, and, uh, yeah, man, ready to get back to normal life at some point. <laughs> no doubt. Thank you so yeah, much guys. We really care. appreciate it.